This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. A bill that would replace Columbus Day with the Indigenous Peoples Day failed to move forward in the Montana Senate. Montana Public Radio's Ellis Julin reports. After the bill brought by Missoula Democratic Senator Shane Morgeau was tabled in committee, its supporters attempted a legislative maneuver to bring it to the Senate floor for debate. But that was also opposed. Senator Dan Solomon, a Republican from Ronan, said the bill sponsor killed the bill himself with his description of Christopher Columbus during committee testimony. He starts off with, and I think I can quote with, accusing Columbus of rape, beheading, uh, amputation, slicing torsos in two, sex trafficking. You can imagine where this hearing went in a hurry. I have never in my experience been so mad. Morgeau, who is a member of the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes, responded to Solomon's criticism on the Senate floor, saying he couldn't talk about Columbus without including that information. Committee killed the bill, not me. And I don't know how you have a discussion about someone who was identified historically um, during his time to have done things that were not part of the norm without actually talking about those things. Historical accounts, including Encyclopedia Britannica, say Columbus's men pillaged villages to support themselves and enslaved large numbers of indigenous people for labor, sex, and sale in Europe. Some senators opposed to the bill said Columbus's contribution to Western and nautical history shouldn't be overlooked. The bill to replace Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day had dozens of supporters and no opponents during its committee hearing. Similar policies introduced to the Montana legislature have failed in every session over the last eight years. For National Native News, I'm Ellis Julin. Celebrations are taking place in Alaska in honor of Elizabeth Paratrovich, the Clinkett woman whose speech before the legislature is credited with helping to pass the nation's first anti-discrimination law. That was in 1945, nearly 80 years ago. The turning point came when she spoke out against a lawmaker who asked why people barely out of savagery should be considered equal. I would not have expected that I, who am barely out of savagery, would have to remind gentlemen with 5,000 years of recorded civilization behind them of our Bill of Rights. Those are words by actress and playwright Diane Benson, who used newspaper and witness accounts to reconstruct Paratrovich's speech. Just reading it just kind of sends shivers through your body just at how well-spoken she was and how she basically called out people that didn't want to vote in favor for the law and did so so eloquently. Betsy Paratrovich says she never knew her grandmother, Elizabeth, who died of breast cancer just before she was born, not long after her famous speech. Our people need heroes, and we were not permitted to have them for many years. But today, Paratrovich says the story of her grandmother and her husband, Roy, and their fight for civil rights is embraced by a new generation of Alaska Native people because it opened the door to learning more about a time in history when there were signs in front of restaurants that said, no dogs, no natives, discrimination that became illegal on this day in 1945. First Nations Development Institute announced Wednesday a cohort of 30 beginning native farmers and ranchers chosen to take part in a two and a half year program to help build their businesses and strengthen land management. The program's goal is to increase local food production and food access in Indian country. The individuals represent tribes in six states. I'm Antonia Gonzalez.
Exceptional Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by BNSF Railway, proudly supporting the nation's economy by moving the goods that feed, supply, and power communities across the country. More at bnsf.com slash tribal relations. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.